We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 8th day of August, the year of our low 2022. I'm Johnny Engine alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. Uh, good. Having difficulty believing it's already August the 8th. Yes, yes, already August the 8th. And you know something, it will be the long, cold, dark winter before you know it. Notice I say dark winter because this winter is going to be... Well, it's going to be bad, isn't it? I mean, that's what they're gunning for, at least the establishment. That's what it seems like. All, all the normies are going to have to lock down again, while the um, uh, particular groups are going to be able to congregate again. Uh-huh. Yes, they're already talking mm -hmm. about um, at least the, the, the single voice of uh, insanity over here, at least for the moment. Uh, the health minister here says, we got to bring in restrictions again in 30 days, and and we, we've got to look at uh, vaccination status for venues and everything. And he caught COVID this morning. I mean, may, maybe I'm being... Yeah, it is fitting. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Do you ever get that feeling? Maybe I'm being too harsh. Am I being too harsh? Am I being too much of a critic of people like that? Am I? Really, it's just these are common sense measures, aren't they? I mean, we say we're the home of logic, reason and common sense, right? So these are these are common sense measures, aren't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. I actually I saw some statistics out of the uh, the Israeli government this morning. They claim that seven percent of their population now fits the definition of fully vaccinated. Seven percent. So you're going to exclude uh, 93 percent of your society. Is, is that how it's going to be? You're going to exclude 93 percent of your people from going places and doing things? Because they don't have a uh, don't have a shot in their arm. Those numbers are not looking good. If that's what they consider to be fully vaccinated, and they're like I said, they're pushing five here now. And as I said, once they start the boosters, I mean, you had the the two right or the one and done with the the Pfizer thing or or whatever whatever the I think or the Johnson Johnson and Johnson. It was the one and done with the the J and J. That was, quote, fully vaccinated. And I said, watch, it's going to change. They'll make you take the next one, the next one, the next one, and the next one. We're up to five now. And I said, every time they do that, if you're going to go down that road, if you're going to go down this booster road, every time they do that, you're going to split that group again, again, and again, and again. The ones that have made it this far, because I know people that took the first two and then they took a booster only because they wanted to go on vacation. And they said, well, I already booked my vacation, so I mean, I, yeah. But they said this is the last one they're going to get from me, and that was it. I honestly, I don't know why you did the first first round of it anyway. But it's the propaganda in the media. That's all it is. Is it's the spin back up because I'm seeing people again. I mean, I'm seeing more people in masks now. I was walking into the store today to pick up something. I just needed to pick up a couple of things, and I walked in there, and this guy dips around the corner and like froze and it, like froze in place. Had a mask on, right? He, he had a mask on. He froze in place. It was an older fella. I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, gray hair, you know, it was an older fella. I want to say probably mid 40s, mid 50s, somewhere along in there. O older, older than me. And how do I say this without being mean? Gut hanging over his belt. Okay, gut. I'm talking gut here. Okay, Dunlap gut hanging over his belt. He's wearing sandals. I'm not criticizing his clothing. He's wearing sandals. He's wearing those shorts that are just below the knees, but not quite down to the shins. You know, d those. Uh, and he's wearing a um, he's wearing some kind of a beer shirt of some kind. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's some kind of a beer shirt. And I thought to myself, dude, if you just if you get rid of the potato chips and the Pepsi that you got going on in that cart right there. And you swap that out for some like you you're on the other side of the store. You're in the junk food aisle. You need to be down there where the fresh fruits and vegetables are. If you just if you walk down there, I mean, I know it's a task and all, but if you walk down there, I'm sure you'd be able to find something that would be fitting for you. But no, no, that's that's the type. But they're the ones that are going to follow the common sense measures, right? Common sense measures, because we're not following the guidelines. We're not following science. We're not following common sense. Why do I keep harping on this? Why do I keep harping on this? Because it's because of people like us. 
dare I say it, people like us. It's because of, well, really, it's because of the tech companies, right? Let's look at social media. It's because of them. It's their fault. It's their fault because, you see, they allow that misinformation on their platforms. It's their fault that people don't follow these guidelines. I mean, even though they've pretty much followed all of the the scientism up to this point, and they've tailored and twisted the message and everything, and they've removed people based on whatever the current thing is and whatever the current definition is. They've done a pretty good job of that as far as getting rid of people. But you see, if you're somebody that is science, such as Dr. Anthony Fauci, for example, I mean, here's a guy who is science, right? He is science. If, if people criticize him, you're really criticizing science. He said it in his own words several months ago, but he said it. It's because of those darn social media companies. That's what the problem is. Let's hear it. Unfortunately, given the fatigue that we right. have in this country from two and a half years of this, everyone is tired of it. So it's very difficult, superimposed upon an anti-vax type feeling among some, superimposed upon the political divisiveness we have in this country, which, you know, and, and the social media misinformation and disinformation it's very difficult to get people to adhere to common sense public health measures. You see, it's social media that's the problem. And because of the political divisiveness, it's not the fact that they've divided people against themselves with all of these ridiculous absurdities that they've been promoting over the last two and a half, almost three years now. But you see, it's the social media companies and those people that perpetuate disinformation and misinformation. They're the ones that are creating the atmosphere. And they, well, of course, the anti-vax movement, they're the ones that are creating the atmosphere that are pushing people to not adhere to common sense guidelines. I actually agree with him to a degree with the disinformation, misinformation, the polarization. Um, I, I agree with that. And honestly, I agree with the sentiment that he was saying with the, uh, uh, the anti-vaxxers and all of that, because every one of you that are out there saying we have to lock down again, you have to go and get the experimental drug, you were an anti-vaxxer because that is not a vaccine. As an experimental drug, that is a depopulation drug. That's what it is. That's an interesting way to put it. A depopulation drug. Huh. Let's go back a little bit. What could be the possible consequences of introducing a vaccine that would be rushed into a population? What could be the possible consequences of that? What would be the fallout of that if you did something like that? Well, let's take a look back in time just a little bit to somebody that might just know something about it. And many scientists are beginning to believe that a vaccine against AIDS may be impossible to make and too dangerous to test. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, OK, that's good. Now let's give it to uh, 500 people. And then a year goes by and everything's fine. You say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? Bruce, is that the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci? Because I believe that it is. Yes, a much younger Anthony Fauci uh, saying all that. That's that's interesting because uh, that is the basic scientific position. That is the position of common sense. Absolutely. If you take a vaccine and you give it to, say, 100 people and everything's fine, you say, OK, we're going to give it to 500 people and everything's fine. You're going to give it to 1,000 people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people. And then a year to 12 years go by and you think, oh, God, what did we do? Why aren't we asking that question now? Instead, what did they want to do? They wanted to conceal that data for 75 years. People like Fauci, they're not going to be around in a few years. I mean, the guy's like, what, mid 80s now? He doesn't have much time left. And I'm not and don't get me wrong. The guy does have a lot of energy and it does look like he takes pretty good care of himself. So, I mean, for his age, he does seem like he's in in pretty good shape. Same thing with Klaus Schwab for his age. he I mean, the, the guy's almost like 80. What is he? Is he 82, 82, 83, something like that? The guy's in pretty good shape and, and pretty good condition for his age, I think. Uh, Klaus is 84. 84. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. But still, 84 years old. The guy's got a lot of uh, a lot of energy, a lot of, um, a lot of wherewithal, a lot of know-how. I mean, I know people that are a lot younger than him and a lot younger than Fauci, and they're in worse shape. So, I mean, th these Fauci. guys are doing, doing pretty well. Fauci's in his 80s. 
I think. 82, I think. 82. Okay. He's doing pretty well. He's 82 this year. Yeah, yeah, he's doing pretty well for somebody in their 80s. Physically, I'm talking physically and mentally. These guys are are, are there. They are of sound mind, I believe. They're a little insane and absurd with their, uh, their ideas and their thought process, but... Uh, I still believe that uh, they are in, in pretty decent shape, uh, all things considered. So we're not following common sense. Okay. Was he following common sense? I mean, it, just with the video you played, uh, which was common sense? Which one? Was it was it the video you just played or was it the, the what we did over the last two and a half years? Common sense which was the one? first one. Common sense was, the, well, the, uh, his first statement from back in the 80s was that was common sense. Right. I, I agree, but... Is in, if if I were questioning him, that would be the question I would pose to him. Which one was common sense? Is it what we've been doing now, or is it what you did then? Because you've changed your position, Fauci. Which one is true? Which one is science? Which one is the correct choice here? Yes, that actually is the correct answer. Yes, because back then they weren't at a position to uh, produce and. Um, give everyone a um, population control drug. Now they are. Now everybody believes in the magic juice and thinks this is th this this potion is going to save us all. When you look at the emails, Fauci was talking to his inner circle saying, this is just another flu. It's not going to be, it's not a problem. Just, yeah. you know, take your vitamins and, you know, get plenty of sunlight and you're fine. Okay, so... Why then did they push a vaccine now that is literally killing, maiming, and um, causing infertility? What, why? It, why? Because it will give you protection against hospitalization and death. That's what they say. Of course, I mean, people are dying of joy. You notice now, <laughs> people are uh -huh. joy is a cause of death now. So, so to your yes answer, I, I think that is actually yeah. I, I know it was kind of a meme in a sense, but that no, that I think that's exactly it. Because now they're in a position to where they can blatantly lie to you. They they're they're literally telling you. They're sitting there staring at you, going, "I am not here." That's what that's what's going on. That that's it. <laughs> you're, you're right. That is what's going on. I am not. If you could see the look on Bruce's face when he did that, I mean, that that's what makes it funny is is that. But uh, you see, Bruce, the, what the problem is, is, see, you and I have both had this, right? We had different strains of it, but we, we've both had this. The, the loss of taste and smell was the worst part. It was akin to... the housemate to, actually just recently had the, the another, newer variant. The newer actually. variant. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. you, got, you got some reasons that they would have contracted that variant uh, because you're... Yeah, well, anyway, another story. Yeah. Well, to, to, in, to be fair, they technically didn't catch it before, so... Okay, all right, fair point. But you see what the problem is, Bruce. See, we have natural immunity, and our problem is, is that, you see, since we're not vaccinated and we're not boosted, because they say, well, if you've had it, then you should definitely go out and get the vaccine. You should definitely get a booster uh, if you've had it. Of course, of course you should. If I get the flu, why would I go out and take a flu shot after that? That has been common sense for decades. Why would you go out and take a flu shot if you're immunocompromised? Why would you go out and take a flu shot if you've already had it? That could kill you. It could literally kill you. Of course, if you take it, regardless if you've had it or not, that could probably kill you too. I mean, if you just look at the numbers. But you see, the problem is, is that you see, we're Americans. Last time I checked, we're, we're both Americans. And you see, Fauci's saying now that Americans who aren't vaccinated or boosted will soon be in trouble for failing to comply. He was on L.A.'s radio station, KNX. Uh, the show was called In-Depth. He was on there on Tuesday. And he was talking about masks, new vaccines. These are, I'm assuming these are going to be the, uh, the new triple trivalence that are rolling out uh, before the election this year that uh, Malone was talking about. He was also talking about long COVID. I don't even know what that is, but I, I guess it's, is that like the lingering symptoms or something that are lingering after effects or, or whatever it is? I, I think so. I think it has to do with, um, as an example, if it causes, um, like with any, any respiratory, um, it, when, when you start coughing, if you don't mitigate how hard you're coughing, you can actually cause damage to your lungs and oh, that'll I cause see. scarring. I so see, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, assuming that's what their meaning alpha. is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, okay. yeah. The CDC claims that nearly 80% of Americans have been given at least one dose of the COVID jab with around 65% 
receiving a second and less than 50% getting a booster. So they're classifying the first two because they said that you needed two the first time around, which wasn't even supposed to be the case. Somebody accidentally said that in an interview on BBC and everybody just went with it. And then Gates said, well, maybe we should do three, maybe four. And then, of course, now we're up to five, six, and I think Israel's on seven. But Fauci was uh, asked on this interview. The whole interview is like 15 minutes long. I'm not going to play it all. He was asked on this interview about uh, a decline in vaccination rates. And he said that it was discouraging that people aren't getting boosted and claimed that it was because they're exhausted by the pandemic over the past couple of years. What he just said, look, people are just they're worn out. They don't want to do anymore. And you got the anti-vaxxers and the disinformation, the misinformation people in the social media companies that are just they're really turning people off. No, I'll tell you what's turning people off. The fact that he's still there is what's turning people off. The fact that he's still on television running his mouth is turning people off. The fact that he is not sitting before a grand jury being slapped in irons and dragged out of the courtroom to a prison cell for the rest of his natural life is what is pissing people off. That is what is discouraging people. Well, and maybe the fact that most people have already had COVID now and realize that this is just the flu. That too. Yeah, that too. Uh, that's And that's what it was to me. It wasn't a, wasn't a respiratory thing. I had a little congestion, but it was high fever for like three or four days. I mean, that, that part sucked. Uh, some inflammation in some joints. And it, basically, it was like a mild case of the flu. That's that's what it felt like. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad for a few days. But I mean, you see how well it bounced back. Uh, but I also take pretty good care of myself. He said there are enough people who don't fall into the, quote, high risk category that if they don't get vaccinated, if they don't get boosted, they're going to get into trouble saying that they could even die. Yeah, I'm more likely to die of a stray bullet in D.C. than I am to die of covid. So, yeah, I hate to see what the statistics would be in Chicago. Uh, later in the discussion, Fauci mentioned COVID-19 is doing something. Unfortunately for us as a civilization, it's doing something we've never seen any other virus do, which is to continue to evolve with the new variants that evade the prior immune response and the durability of that response. Whether you're infected or whether you're vaccinated and boosted, the durability of protection against infection is measured by a matter of months as opposed to with the measles where the durability is measured in decades, if not a lifetime. Okay, that right there, that right there. If you go back and you listen to the interviews that are put out by guys like Dr. Mike Yaden, who was the vice president of Pfizer, it took me a second, vice president of Pfizer and their chief scientific officer has started numerous biotech companies himself. He said in the very early days, once they start with all these, these, uh, these variants and everything, once you've had it, you're good. You're good. You don't need any other vaccination or any other booster or anything like that. Once you've had it, even if you've had the initial strain of it, the alpha strain or delta or the, whatever they're throwing at you, you will be immune to all variants of that type. That's it. You're good for a minimum. What was it, Bruce? A minimum of 20 years, if not the rest of your life, which would fall in the same category as measles or chicken pox or, or something like that. You do have the chicken pox when you're younger, obviously, you get that, but you have a resurgence because it never leaves your system. It attaches itself to the nervous system. It never leaves your system. And later in life, you can have a resurgence of that disease and we call it shingles. And it is quite painful. I know some people that have had that over the age of 65 and they've got some pretty bad after effects of that. And it would be the same thing as this. You catch the flu when you're young, you're good. You're good, which I caught it when I was 10. But you know what? We lose, at least uh, until COVID, we lost, what was it, upwards sometimes of almost a couple hundred thousand a year because of influenza. That's what would happen. I mean, you get to a certain age, your immune system diminishes, and then something comes along, such as an influenza virus, you catch it, you have a weak immune system, your body's weak from the old age, and it just carries you off into the next life. That's what happens. That is the way of things. But this, to say that you're not immune to any kind of variant, to say that you're not protected from your own immune system. We've ignored natural immunity. We've ignored our own immune systems through, through all of this. We've ignored all that. No, vaccination seems to be the only way. Fauci continued to explain the durability of protection against reinfection once you've been infected or vaccinated for polio, which is measured by decades and not in several months. That's not something we've ever had to deal with. Didn't they just discover polio again in New York City in the wastewater? 
Are we going to yeah, look did. for? Yeah, we got. Wasn't Gates talking about polio not too long ago? Yeah, he was. He said, you know, we're still going to have to knock out polio. We're still going to have to deal with that. And now they find it in New York City. Why is it that every time this guy starts talking about a specific virus or a specific strain of virus or something on an interview that he gives somewhere, we see it within a few months? Why is that? Has anybody asked that question? It gives someone like him plausible deniability when he comes out and says, see, see, I told you when he's the jackal that's behind that door. No, no. See, this is this is all caused by the anti-vaxxers, you see, because they're not going out there and getting any of their vaccinations, not just COVID, but also, uh, you know, for polio and all the others. Uh, that, that That's the reason a eradicated disease is popping up again. Um, it couldn't possibly be the fact that people that are vaccinated for polio actually catch polio uh, from the vaccine. That never happened, of course. But I mean, live vaccine, that was the point of a live vaccine back in those days, wasn't it? Was y- you actually introduce the live virus, your body responds to that, you develop immunity, and then that's it. You're done. This yeah, time... It, it's a live, non-replicating uh, virus, right, whereas right. there were still some people that caught polio from the vaccine and still had some ill effects of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas um, with this, we're, we're supposed to just take it lock, stock and barrel and it's not going to have any problems, right? This, we should just trust the experts, not question it yeah. ourselves, look into yeah. it ourselves. Trust, trust the science. Yeah, trust. that's what you need to do is trust the science. But see, Fauci's still involved in certain things. Even though all of this has happened over the last two years, no one's bothered to ask the question, at least... Well, I guess Senator Rand Paul's kind of gone around that. Senator um, Senator Marshall has gone around that that room kind of. Uh, Dr. Fauci, do you want to explain the um, the S1 spike protein that's on the SARS-CoV-2 virus? Do you, you want to explain why that is the same spike protein that's... Do you want to explain that? I, I don't know what you mean, Senator. Are you talking about a paper or something? <laughs> he knows damn well. I, I really don't know what you're getting at, Senator. As a matter of fact, I have that clip. Here it is that led to this uh, an S1 spike that looks very similar, if not exactly, to what's on the COVID-19 spike. Um, what are you referring to, Senator? Can you please be more specific? Yeah. So I'm talking about the S1 subunit of the current COVID-19 spike. Yeah, what, what about it? I'm, I'm, I mean, are you talking about an experiment? Are you talking about a paper that was published? So I'm talking about uh, viral research that was done using NIH funding with the North Carolina lab and Dr. Shi developed this S1 subunit spike that looks exactly like what we have on the current COVID-19 spike. Yeah. Is that not true? No, I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to. Are you referring to the paper of Barrick and she and nature immunology. Is that what you're referring? I, I need to know specifically. Yeah, so Dr. Barrick and she printed uh, studies on the this S1 unit that was basically the development of the key to the door that was specifically took a the original SARS virus and made it so it would bond to the human lung cells. No, there was no gain. If you're referring, Sam, uh-huh, yeah, no to gain, gain of function, function uh-huh. by the definition. Okay, I mean, that's not pause. my question. Well, but would well, you would you agree that that the, when, the spike that was developed there is what's also on the current? Yeah, but that's virus. that's ir- that's irrelevant to anything until you have a context in which you're putting it. You're talking about an S1 and a spike. In what context? If you're talking about a paper. That was written by them. But but you agree or disagree that it's the same spike? I'm not sure what you're talking about, Senator. I'm really not sure what you're talking about. Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, Senator Casey. Now, see, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Now, see, Bruce, you look at this, right? You see this this cover that The Guardian did, The Sexiest Man Alive. Yeah, you see this? This is the Saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Those are needles behind him there that are all arranged in a nice a nice fashion behind him. Doesn't that inspire you? Don't don't you don't you understand that this man, he he's just he's trying to get you to do the common sense thing. It's not like he's involved in in funding these groups that do this kind of research. It's well, excuse me. I guess it's not like he's involved in what he used to do, right? It's not like he's still doing that, is he? Do, do you think that he's still funding that even after all of this? You think he's still funding research in China? Well, let's take a look. The National Institute of Health has sent hundreds of thousands of dollars to Chinese-based laboratories with deep ties to the People's Liberation Army. These are not receipts from two and a half to three to ten years ago. These are receipts from recently. The funding is still going on. 
These facilities have worked with the Wuhan Institute of Virology specifically on bat coronavirus research. You think that might have something to do with with what we've dealt with over the last couple of years? As I said, people are not discouraged by the uh, the misinformation and disinformation to adhere to common sense public health guidelines or whatever nonsense he's shoveling at you that day. People are discouraged by the fact that this guy's still walking around. He's still funding these Chinese Communist Party labs. The NIH grant database shows two studies that have received funds from the NIH in 2022 this year so far. The antigen discovery for transmission blocking vaccines in Plasmodium vivax and the impacts of urbanization on vector biology and transmission of dengue fever in China. We're still funding this? We're still shipping money over to these People's Liberation Army run laboratories? We're funding their military bioresearch facilities with U.S. taxpayer money still? And if that's not bad enough, you got Facebook now involved in this. Mark Zuckerberg and his foundation are giving money as well. Oh, we got the receipts for that, too. Let me guess. That's more disinformation, more misinformation. It just so happens that that's his platform and he's giving money to this cause as well, which we already knew about Google giving money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We knew about that. That went back to what, what was it, 2016 to 2018? Somewhere along in there? Many years yeah, before been, all this. in a while. Yeah. The first study, which focuses on research and transmission blocking vaccines for malaria in endemic nations, has received $135,000 from the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases. Isn't that what he's the head of? It is. Now, not the head of the National Institute of Health, but Fauci is specifically the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's the head of that wing of that overarching structure, if you will. $135,000 we sent to them. This project seeks to use a comprehensive antigen discovery pathway, including antigen identification through genome-wide immunological screening, validation in rodent malaria models, and further evaluation in plasmodium vivax to identify new transmission-blocking vaccine candidates for vivax malaria. The grant was distributed to the China Medical University, which is entirely controlled by the, guess who, the Chinese Communist Party. And it was formerly known as the Peasants Red Army Medical School. Bruce, you're laughing. Are you shocked at all this? I can't imagine you would be. Of course not. And honestly, why would Fauci or any other department in the government stop funding these things? Nobody's paid for it. There's been no repercussions for any of this. In fact, we've uh, encouraged it. Uh, We as a, a populace, we've lined their pockets with more money because all of them are invested in these things. And so why, why would they stop? What is unique about this university? This is the only medical institution to have participated in the Long March in 1934 with the Red Army of the Chinese Communist Party. Gee, I wonder, do you think they might have a little bit of a biased mindset at that university? Maybe just a little bit. It's entirely possible. Similarly, the second study, which focuses on the spread of dengue fever in China, counts $132,912 going to China's Southern Medical University, formerly known as the First Military Medical University. The SMU, the Southern Medical University, falls under the jurisdiction of the Military Committee of the People's Liberation Army according to its own website. Professors, it's like, what, did we just, did, like, did, did we all hit our heads and wake up in uh, in some uh, dystopia somewhere? Like, is that is that what's going on here? Professors, as well as entire institutes, have received awards from various branches of the People's Liberation Army, including its general logistics department. The second school also runs a variety of labs. Oh, that's good news. That, that's great news. I can see where this one's going. Including an institute for... Genetic Engineering Research, which is described as, quote, an arm of the People's Liberation Army key biochip lab and one of the top 20 labs of the People's Liberation Army. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Genetic Engineering Research, People's Liberation Army, key biochip lab, one of the top 20 labs of the army. Are you getting that super soldier vibe? thing coming from here is that is that kind of what you're feeling because that's that's the vibe i'm getting from this aren't you yeah at least 
at least uh, uh, using it to create a slave populace. If you can't create a genetic soldier, you know, a genetically engineered soldier, um, then you could just create a bunch of people on demand and, you know, give it, you know, 10, 12 years, you've got slave labor. And it just so happens that, well, they have had a mass influx all across the world of genetic samples from various countries and various types of people and DNA from all corners of the globe. And guess where it's all going? We had to have the Beijing Olympics, didn't we? No, we couldn't boycott that because all the countries of the world who sent their athletes there, how many times did they get tested? How many times did they give genetic samples? And where did that information and those samples go? You're sending the best of the best that your country has to offer in the way of athletics that might have something to do with genetic engineering or genetic augmentation in the future if they ever get to that point, which let's be honest, they didn't get to the gain of function point on their own, did they? No, they didn't. The Chinese were still about 30 years away from that, from developing it on their own. I believe they would have gotten to it at some point. That's just the natural progression of things if the communist regime didn't collapse first under the weight of its own failures. But the Chinese couldn't develop gain of function. They couldn't do it. The corrupt elements inside of Fauci's department gave it to them. Even the people in the Obama administration, you know, the gain of function pause. It wasn't a stop. It was a pause meaning they were going to pick it back up later. They paused it when he looked like he was going to be on his way out, as in they weren't going to be able to get Hillary in because of what happened with Trump. So they paused it, hoping that they could pick it back up later. Even the people in the Obama administration at the time when Fauci gave it to them were saying, uh, what on earth are we doing? Why are we giving weaponization of biological weapons? Because that's what gain of function actually is, if you didn't know. Why are we giving that to the Chinese? Why are we giving that to the Chinese Communist Party? Why are we giving that to the People's Liberation Army? Why are we doing that? To your point right there about that being uh, weaponization, using that as a weapon, give me an example of a civilian use of this. I can't think of a, a good civilian use of this gain of function because, uh, for example, let's say there's a virus or something that's out there and it's, it's really uh, devastating to the human populace. We can create a vaccine for it. We, we have methods to do it without gain-of-function research. You don't have to have that. The, the, the thing is with gain-of-function, you can create a disease that has like a 50%, 60% fatality rate and you know have a long incubation period and a long period of transmission, but be 60% fatal. What if something like that were produced? That's absolute devastation. And the thing is, is those are easy to produce. It's not difficult. You you just need, in comparison, if you were to take other weapons of mass destruction, like, for example, nuclear weapons, it, it's far easier, it's far cheaper for you to get uh, the resources, the, the materials to produce a biological weapon that could be more devastating than nuclear weapons. So why do we have this uh, gain-of-function research? Why, why is that a thing? This, this should not be a thing. This, this should be something that the human race is like, yeah, this shouldn't be a thing that we research into at all. This is, should be like the, the, the communists should be looking at this going, uh, this is a bad idea. The, the fascists should be looking at it like all the Marxists should be saying it and all the Western countries that believe in freedom and everything. Everybody should be on the same page that this is a bad idea because if one wrong move, one bad actor gets a hold of this. It could potentially annihilate the entirety. Let's say it's one of these crazy environmentalists, they get it, and they believe that humanity is a stain, it's a blight on the planet. So with that said, that if one of these environmentalists get a hold of it, uh, they could potentially create a virus that is, uh, it doesn't have to be 100% fatal, it could be 60% fatal. But can you imagine that if this is uh, has a long incubation period, has a, a long transmission of uh, a period? The thing is, is when you when you create a long incubation period, that means when you catch it, you can't identify where you caught it because it, it, it could incubate for a long period. So let's say it's three weeks. Well, guess what? Anywhere within that three week time period that you traveled, you could have potentially spread it and you could have potentially caught it anywhere in between there. So, yeah, good luck trying to figure out, narrow that one down and try to contain it. At that point, once you get into the population with a long incubation period and a long transmission period before it has the ill effects, there is no 
real good control method for that. Which is what China and, actually did in the beginning. They shut everything down, allowed it to incubate, and then opened everything back up. And of course, once that happened and they opened back up, it wasn't their fault. It was everybody else's. Right. They were they were able to uh, um, placate what they did. Yes. It gave them plausible it, deniability because they released it on their own people first. And it gave them plausible deniability at that point to say, oh, well, no, see, we, we got it under control. You dumb Westerners, you don't know what you're doing. Your outdated democracies are what caused that. Of course, you know, now that's all over China blocking down. They've got like, I think, quarter billion people in lockdown right now. But we're speculating that that's not because of COVID, because that's because their economy's collapsing. They need a cover story for that. Yeah, they're quelling the riots and everything that's going to um, come from their economy collapsing. I have difficulty with with all of the if what they're saying is true in science that the virus evolves and then can uh, completely bypass your immune system, which if that's the case, then the people that caught the Spanish flu back, you know, 100 years ago and they still have uh, immunity now. How is that possible if it's just going to evolve and bypass the immunity? That that's a load of BS. Uh, but we'd catch the flu every assume... year if that were the case, because it's a different strain every year. We would catch the flu because we right. don't have immunity to that. But since it, I'm just I'm doing the you know the air quote thing yeah, here because it, we don't have yeah. immunity to it, then that would be the case. If that were true, then we would need a flu jab every year. Or they would tell us we needed a flu jab every year, which they tried to do that anyway. And people got tired of it and they weren't taking flu jabs anymore. Hell, even doctors were saying like they were telling that a pro vaccine were telling their patients, you don't need this. Like, there's no point in this. So, yeah, uh, with all of that. Uh, but let's assume for the sake of this argument that uh, what they've been saying is true. Um, let, let's say that, OK, uh, the virus mutates and, and changes and it bypasses your immune system true when you have a failing vaccine. But anyway, if you create a if you create a virus that's so dangerous like this and it's mutating, how are you going to create a vaccine to defend against it? It's just it's so easy to create this. This is this should be something that's like artificial intelligence. Like we watch the movies and stuff and and TV shows like Star Trek and and you know that play with the sci-fi stuff and they're under the general they're like all of them have the general consensus like Okay, we don't play with AI or uh, we don't play with human augmentation genetically or, you know, we don't play with these ideas because this is very, very dangerous. So it's like agreed upon across like both the enemies and uh, allies all agree this is a bad idea. And <laughs> I mean, you look at the more recent stuff with Star Trek, uh, the, the Discovery or whatever. I haven't watched many of them. I've only watched a couple episodes, but I know some of the basic ideas of like the Klingons and... Uh, the, the Klingons from that unit, the, that uh, timeline have genetically augmented themselves and it's causing problems in the future. And that's why, like, there's a whole shifting and that's why you, you have the um, change in what the Klingons look like. But they ended up causing problems in their in their race. And, and it basically was going to annihilate their race. They were basically going to die. Um, and there's other ones in like DS9. Uh, I forget what the, the race was called, but they like use uh, dead bodies and convert them into their race. And I forget what the, the race was called because they, they've augmented themselves so many times that they've uh, annihilated their reproductive systems. But all that to say, uh, we've, we've understood these ideas for a very long time, that genetic augmentation, playing with these things is very dangerous. I, I, I just, it, it, it baffles me that the, the human race is unable to see that in the real world and agree this is a bad thing. This is bad. In fact, it's so bad and it's so dangerous that honestly, I believe that technically the weaponization of this stuff, it's already illegal. Why do you think they do this work in these countries that are outside of international law like China? Do you think anybody at the United Nations is going to go knocking down China's door saying, hey, what kind of research are you doing in here? No, no one's going to do that because no one's going to rock the boat because everybody's making money over there, with the exception of people like us and others like us that are not bought lock, stock and barrel by those people. That's why they want people like us shut down. But see, there's a book. Uh, there's a book written by Dr. Francis Boyle called Biowarfare and Terrorism. He wrote the Biological Weapons Convention that all countries agreed to. And in there specifically states that if you're caught manufacturing or weaponizing biological weapons in any way, shape or form, you are to be not put to death, although some would argue maybe, but you are to be remanded to prison for the rest of your natural life. You see, the problem is, is that people like Fauci need to go there and they're not there. 
they're still walking around. They're still doing uh, public appearances. He's on the front of uh, Guardian, whatever, you know, the Guardian papers as the sexiest man alive. The fact that they've turned him into uh, an icon. I mean, how you remember the Fauci kit? He had the Fauci candles on his thing behind him, on a shelf behind him at his house and, and the yeah. glazed plates. But they, they have to they have to turn him into an idol and into a hero so yeah. that exactly what you just said doesn't happen to him because right. he's the hero. He's a good guy. We can't put him to prison because he's a good guy. Yeah. Gain of function hearings, which again, let's call it what it is. Let's call it weaponization of biological weapons. That's what it is. Gain of function. When you give something gain of function, you give it what? You give it a vector to retransmit. In this case, with this one, it was, as Senator Kennedy said, the spike protein attached itself to the human lung cells and it was able to replicate human lung tissue which I believe they use pig lungs, which are similar. Human lung tissue was the vector. You became the vector in this pandemic. You did. They made everybody scared of everybody else. You're the vector. You're the spreader. You're the super spreader. You're not doing what you're told because, you know, you could kill grandma, whatever. We all know the lines. We all know what they're going to try and spin back up. Senator Rand Paul is now starting hearings with Senator Josh Hawley on gain of function these are some of the opening statements. Gain-of-function research has the potential to unleash a global pandemic that threatens the lives of millions. Yet this is the first time the issue has been discussed in a congressional committee. I'm sure each member of this committee, as well as the full Senate, can agree that we need stronger government oversight of how our tax dollars are being used to finance experimenting with, mute, uh, with possibly fatal diseases. Yes, Senator, I agree. We're having gain-of-function hearings. Did Fauci lie under oath? That's the question. Did he? They've had, um, you, you may be getting to this, uh, but they've had multiple experts uh, testify. Yeah, he did lie uh-huh. multiple times over, knowingly. And the thing is, is even, even without the experts, we've shown you the audio of what he was saying back in the 80s. What changed? Did your position change? Your opinion change? Did the science change? Can you show me where it changed? Where do we have the studies that show the shift in our understanding? Well, see, Bruce, he is science. And because you're criticizing him, you're really criticizing science. Senator Josh Hawley, with one of these experts questioning, did Dr. Francis Collins and Dr. Anthony Fauci, did they lie about gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Did they lie about it? We've gone over those receipts time and again, time and time again. The paper that I got, the documentation, the receipts that I got for the gain of function that was being given to the Chinese Communist Party, more more specifically the Wuhan Institute of Virology, from the National Institute of Health, it had Francis Collins's signature on it. That was Fauci's boss at the time. He's no longer there. That was Fauci's boss at the time. Do you know where I got that document? Right from the NIH's own website, NIH.gov, in the director's section. They're not hiding it. It is literally out there in plain view. I thought I was going to have to dig for it. I thought, well, I guess I'll just start right over here at the NIH's website. And within a couple of minutes, there it was. It's right out there for the world to see. So did they lie about gain of function at Wuhan? Senator Hawley has to ask this question because of procedure in the Senate. He has to ask it. And of course, the gentleman, Dr. Ebright, has to answer. But we've got the receipts. We've seen it. We've known it for years now. But he still has to ask the question. Let me ask you about some of the things that you have commented on with regard to what NIH and Dr. Fauci have said, and frankly, the lies they've been caught in regarding the coronavirus. I want to highlight two of them. In response to a congressional inquiry from October of 2021, just last year, the NIH attempted to walk back assertions by NIH Director Collins and Fauci that NIH had not funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan. You commented at the time saying, I'm going to quote you now, NIH, specifically Collins, Fauci, and Tabak lied to Congress, lied to the press, and lied to the public knowingly, willfully, brazenly. On May the 11th, Dr. Fauci said the NIH and NAIAD categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You commented on that, saying the documents make it clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, and Fauci that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research are untruthful. So just expand on that, if you would. I mean, what are the implications of Dr. Fauci's continued blatant dishonesty regarding NIH's funding of gain-of-function research in Wuhan? I stand by my statement. The statements made on repeated occasions to the public, to the press, and to policymakers uh, by the NIA director, 
Dr. Fauci have been untruthful. I do not understand why those statements are being made because they are demonstrably false. Well, the reason that they're being made, sir, is because he's a pathological liar. That's why that's why they're being made. I mean, there's no other excuse for it. Uh, and he's trying to cover his own sorry ass and he's trying to cover whatever project he's working on for whoever he's working on it for. I have my suspicions. Don't have it in writing. Don't have the receipts for that. But I have my suspicions. First name starts with a W. Last name starts with a G. You can make your own mind up. Senator Rand Paul then went on. Uh, I believe this is Jesse Waters uh, on Fox News and uh, said the following about Fauci lying under oath. Senator, what did you learn from these experts? You know, I know this is going to be shocking, but we learned that Dr. Fauci has been lying to us. The three scientists agreed that this was dangerous research. Two out of the three absolutely said it was gain of function. The third said it was dangerous research and should have gone before a committee. When Dr. Fauci said, oh, we've reviewed this and the experts have looked at this and said it's not gain of function, even that wasn't true. There was a committee that was formed after 2017 to look at this dangerous research. They didn't look at this research at all because they never reviewed it. So no one reviewed this to say it wasn't gain-of-function research. They didn't review it, period. We also learned from these scientists today that the committee that is supposed to review these viruses is secret. We don't know the names. We don't know whether they ever meet, and we don't have any records of their meetings. It's top secret. Congress is not allowed to know. So whether the committee actually exists, we're uncertain. We do know that they've met three times and there are thousands of gain of function research proposals. They've only met three times. They've only reviewed three projects. So we learned a lot of things, but I think we reconfirmed that Dr. Fauci is not being honest with us. Yes, the NIH funded gain of function research. Yes, it was dangerous. And yes, nobody, nobody looked over this. Nobody reviewed the research. And yes, a million people died. And there still seems to be a significant lack of curiosity on the part of Democrats. I like how he throws the, uh, the the party politic thing in there at the end. That's that's uh, that's cute. But that's interesting. We have a top secret committee that meets that nobody knows who knows who they are. Who are those people working for? Who authorized that? How are they getting funding? Where's that coming from? That's a very interesting point. Where is that coming from? Hmm. Is it possible that the people that are behind this power grab at the World Health Organization might also be responsible for that? Is it entirely possible, and this is just speculation based on what the astute senator here just said, is it possible that they are on the verge of possibly, even if it's on the surface, even if it's just all political theater and, and whatever, and, and it doesn't go anywhere and there are no uh, bracelets being put on people, is it possible that at least on the surface that they are on the verge of uncovering a secret biological weapons program within the United States in collaboration with the People's Liberation Army of China for purposes of depopulation? That's just a question. That's all I'm asking. I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm not insinuating that that's what's going on. But it seems to me that if you have secret committees... And you've got all this funding. And he just said over a thousand different times, uh, over a thousand different schemes we've got in the works for gain of function research and everything that we have as far as gain of function that we're looking at from our end, from our perspective, all receipts point to Fauci, the NIH, Collins and China and the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army. All of it points there. Is it possible that that's what they're on the verge of uncovering, even if it's on the surface? Bruce, what do you think? Yes, um, I, I, I will go out on a limb and say, yeah, they did fund research. They did help uh, research into creating bioweapons uh, for China, for the CCP. I will go so far as to say that because um, that's that's what all the, the paper trails are leading to. We don't have a definite like, yeah, 100 percent. This is what they were doing because that's prescribing motive and we don't have all that right. information. The yet. only thing we can show but, but for proof is is what we have in documentation showing where the funding came from, by who, where it went, and for what purposes. That's all we have. As far yeah. as motive, don't know. But we can make assumptions when it comes to motive. And you've you've heard uh, many of our assumptions on this. The, the thing is, is, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, make your own conclusion in this. Why, 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 why would the NIH... Why would the, the DOD, why would Google, why would all these different organizations, Alphabet, 
Facebook. departments, all of Yeah. Why are they sending money to China for research? Why are they helping them research this? A, a biological weapon that has the potential to annihilate the human race. This isn't nuclear weapons where we're just, you know, hyperbolically saying this and, you know, it causes a nuclear winter and it would be devastating and yes, but it wouldn't be the annihilation of the human race. That's uh, the, the chances of that happening would be uh, pretty slim. Whereas someone creating a biological weapon that could kill the human race, that is far more likely and much more obtainable than uh, a, a nuclear weapon. So, but uh, yeah, why, what, what, what's the, what's the benign explanation to all of this? I personally can't come up with any other explanation other than depopulation, helping the CCP's agenda of the one China policy to where they're basically going to take over the world. I, I don't, I don't know why else you would do this. Why else would you send it to, to, to the CCP? It makes, it makes no sense. Well, the powers that be would claim that it's for research, for vaccine research, but that doesn't even play. We can do vaccine research on our own. We don't need to send all that money and do all that research in China. The only reason you send it over there, as I said earlier, is because you're doing some dirt that you would be thrown in prison for here, just like the labs that they had set up in Ukraine that were funded by people like George Soros. You want to do your dirt, you do it in a country that's outside of international law. You put it in areas where you're not going to have people asking questions. You do it in a place where you've got a corrupt government. That is not a government in China. That is a group of gangsters. That is a group of gangsters. That's an organized crime syndicate. That is not a government that you have in Ukraine. That is an organized crime syndicate. That is not a government that you have in Russia. That's an organized crime syndicate. Do they have bio, bio labs in Russia? The Russians probably have their own. Yes. I venture they to do, say they that do 100 yeah, percent. I venture do. to yeah. say that you don't have Western money funding bio research in Russia. I venture to say that's not going on. But in China, oh, of course, of course. Look at all the other business ventures and all the paper trails that we follow lead right back there. All of them. There's no other logical conclusion that you can come to, as Bruce said. Of course, make your own mind up. We're just speculating. That's all we're doing based on the evidence that we have before us. We put out everything that we find and we start narrowing our choices down of what it could possibly be. There's no logical reason based on the Chinese Communist Party's behavior and the way that they do business. There's no logical reason that you can come up with to think that this is benign, as you said, Bruce. There's no way. They're going to develop something. A country that's never developed anything outside of the firecracker in 5,000 years. They've stolen everything else. Outside of that, they're going to develop something that's going to aid the world? I don't hardly think so. And that's not a jab at the Chinese people. I'm not picking on them. They're just as big of victims as anybody in this under the boot of that disgusting regime they've got going on over there. But you've got people here that are aiding them. And for what? For what purpose? Based on everything that we've talked about here today, based on the receipts that we've looked at here today, yet again, and based on what you've heard from the two senators here that we've got, what conclusion would you come to? For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone that you're trying to wake up and get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. 